so glad to be here today. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, aren't you glad you're not in the hospital today? Yeah. Come on, how many glad to be in church today? Yeah. yeah. I have a friend that said he graduated from State Penn rather than Penn State, and he's no longer, <laughs> he's no longer, uh, you know, uh, in jail. So thank God. Where is my button? My face ID. <laughs> Got it. All right. So I'm going to conclude our series on faith that takes. Uh, we've learned that faith that takes. Uh, we, you know, don't just don't just have God. Uh, I believe in the sovereignty of God. He does things that you know, that I can't question him because he's God. But if God's not moving in a way that I need him to, uh, we can go to the scripture and find out that he has a word for every challenge. Also, if it's not a specific thing like take this job or not take this job, uh, well, that's when you are led by the spirit and God guides us with peace. Um, how many have ever been to the beach or you might have a back, uh, on your back of your home, a deck, and you accidentally rubbed your wood in the wrong direction? What happened? Right. So if you're trying to follow a direction and it's against the grain, we want to turn around and go with the grain. We want to realize that when there's a stoplight in our cars, what do we do? We don't overlook that stop saying, in Jesus' name, I'm protected. No, you cannot claim that scripture. You're running the red light. But we can go when it's green. And then if it happens to be yellow, what happened? What do we do? We, we slowly move in caution. So that's just a little snapshot of how I'm led by God. But today, for the next few moments, I want to talk about how to keep what faith takes. Because you'll have to go back to the sermons online, our website. Um, if you do happen to have a testimony in that QR code, it is hharvest-triad.com. <laughs> she was going by the direction she had, and uh, it was confirmed I was right. But my wife was falling, she was obedient, submitted to authority, and she sure called me out, didn't she? <laughs> I'm kidding. As a matter of fact, oh, babe, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I got that. I stepped over the line here, sorry. I'm, I love you. Thank you for being an awesome nurse and taking care of me. Yeah, let's give her a hand. <laughs> We good? All right. <laughs> Woo, I feel the anointing back in. All right. Ephesians 1.3 says, in God's words translation, says, Praise God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Christ, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing that heaven has to offer. God has spiritual blessings or promises or truths that he wants us to enjoy. And not have to live 
a, a defeated life like the world lives. The Phillips translation says, praise be to God for giving us through Christ every possible spiritual benefit as citizens of heaven. How do we find about these benefits, these promises, these truths that God wants to get over to us? Well, Colossians 1.9 says, we ask God to give us complete knowledge of his will and, and, and give us spiritual understanding. You know, you'll be in a service like this, someone's hearing something that they needed to hear, and God multiplies, uh, multiplies that word into wherever you are. I truly believe that God supernaturally wants to share a word with each one of you individually that fits exactly your particular situation or what you're needing. So let's come with an ear to hear and sort of lean in, lean into what the Bible's saying, lean into what God's saying, pay attention to our heart. I don't know the times that my wife and I have been in a service like this or uh, we're in, in, in meetings or different special meetings that we have to go to, and in that meeting we were just praising God and all of a sudden our answer came. We weren't even looking for it. We were just praising God. Or our minister is ministering the Word of God and what he said triggered something I needed to know in another situation. So expect light. Come on, God is real, right? Is Jesus alive? Is God the Father on the throne? Is Jesus at the right hand? All those who are children of God are supposed to be led by the Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit's only inside of us. So that's why the Spirit of man is a candle of the Lord, because that's where the Holy Spirit lives. Keep getting back to direction today. There must be decisions being made. So what good thing has God done for us in Christ? I'm going to say it again, and, and you're going to say, would you please stop saying that? No, you're not. You know what I'm going to say? How do we find out? What does the Word of God say? You can't believe beyond the Word of God. The Holy Spirit will never ha have you violate the Scripture in a direction that's contrary to the Word of God. Ever. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they all agree. I've had to pop some bubbles sometimes when somebody comes in the room, you know what? You know, I just am beyond the Bible now. God is telling me to. Now, those situations, sometimes I don't even want my. Hi. <laughs> that was nice. It's nice to get a good amen. Uh, what was I saying? Um, yeah, if people don't want our advice and they, they said they've heard from God, what am I going to do? If you're going to someone for some counsel, why don't you open up your heart to be open to counsel and talk about it? I, my wife and I meet with some people here and there, and, and, and we're in a meeting, and we say, listen, before we start this meeting, there's a safe harbor, won't go out these doors, and if you guys don't talk to us, the meeting's over. And if I ask questions and neither one of you want to respond because you're going to pay for it later at home, just depends how much you want help, that's all. What good things has God done for us Christ? Well, salvation, forgiveness. We are made a child of God. You're given a whole new creation, new spirit. We're new creatures in Christ. We're children of God. God has given us the gift of being filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Wonderful. God wants to be our provider, our shepherd. He's given us scriptures that he said he would. And our healer, Jesus took our sickness and by his stripes were healed. He wants us to walk in freedom. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. And the word says, if you continue, if you continue, if you continue in my words, you're my disciples indeed. And you'll know the truth and that truth will set you free. How many of you know we have scriptures? Like, this is just part of the benefits of God. He makes us right with God. He provides for us. But also, how many know that God's word promises us that if we just train our children up in the way they should go, even when they're old, they won't depart from it. You might say right now what they have naturally departed. You go to God with that scripture. Saying, God, I cover them with faith and love. Send perfect laborers across their pathway that will be good friends. We tear off blinders. Help them to see the company they're, they're, they're with is just leading them down a wrong path. Will you put Psalm 1 up there on the screen? Psalm chapter 1. This scripture just came up in my heart. I want to I wanna read that because there's two ways you can go in life. Psalm 1. And I'm not sure what translation you put up there, but it, it, it'd be fine. But um, all these promises of God. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. You hang out with sinners, you're going to sin. Bad company corrupts good morals. That's what the word says. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate once a month, day and night. We have the privilege of walking with God daily, day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. But the ungodly are not so. They're like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Our choice. Thank God we're following God, and, and man, I like to rededicate my life very consistently. You say, you're back to the master going, no, not necessarily. I just reconsecrated the, in my walk with God and, and the call of God in my life and what his purpose and assignment is. Bow your heads in prayer right now. If you're comfortable with this, just raise your right hand. And say, Father, I come bolder to your presence today. Forgive me for erring in any way. I rededicate my life to you and to your purpose for my life. In Jesus' name. Love God. Love people. And live with purpose in your 
older years, you'll be thankful you did because you made the right decision on the right path, the path of God. How do we receive these graces? We talked about this at length. Go back to our website, harvest-triad.com, and you can go to the um, sermons and see all the series we've been ministering for quite some time. Hebrews 11.32 says, By faith they obtained promises. Everything that God has done for us in Christ Jesus is a grace. You can't earn your salvation. You can't. We have to hear the word on salvation and realize what Jesus did for us in redemption. And he's alive today and now we receive him by faith. The faith that was given to us as we heard the word of salvation. It's a free gift. You can't get into heaven by being good. You can't get good enough to get God. But when you get God, your life will forever change if you become consistent. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, I say unto you what things soever you desire, according to the word of God, what things soever you desire when you pray. When we pray, what are we supposed to do? When we pray, we believe that we receive or obtain the promise of God that we bring before him, and you shall have them. In other words, don't be discouraged if all of a sudden God doesn't get you out of your mess that it took you 52 years making. Some things have to change. I, I don't know how long... But and then for some reason, people say, you know, I, I don't know about God. I mean, I'm, I believe I'm believing him, and I've been standing in faith since yesterday. No, I didn't happen yet. How many know God's got to work behind the scenes a lot of time to undo what we did and the laws that we enacted, and we've got to just stand in faith, and you just watch. God's up to something. God's doing something that we believe. He's not just doing something. He's doing what we believe we receive in prayer, and we thank God for it until it comes. Then we walk by faith and then not by sight. We walk by the word, what the word says. Smith Wigglesworth said, there is something about believing God that will cause him to pass over a million people to get to you. You might say, well, God's showing you favor. It's not fair. Wait a minute. Uh, God is a faith God. God says, as a matter of fact, when you, when you approach him, you have to believe he's He's God and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And then it goes on to say, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God is a faith God. He created this whole world in, in, you know, as, as with words of faith, powerful. So you believe, you receive when? When you pray, you, you receive it with your heart. What does that mean? The Bible talks about there's a hidden man of the heart. In other words, you have never seen me because I am a spirit. I am a spirit. This is my house I live in. 
when uh, my wife and I join hands and say, Let her, let, let's go, uh, and we depart to heaven together, um, or we just go up in the rapture together. Come on, that's just, you know what, that's just, boy, that's a day that white men can jump. I don't know why I said that. I'm, <laughs> so anyway, um, what was I saying before I interrupted myself? Really? Oh, yeah. So we are a spirit. Say, I am a spirit. I have a soul. And what's that? Your mind, your will, your personality, mind, will, emotions. And then you have an earth suit called your body. That's why we need to take care of it, right? And, and so, and the word says, with the heart man believeth. As, as we believe we receive something um, tangibly, I can't say I believe I received this tangible thing. No, the, the words of God, although you cannot see them in manifestation, like your healing, like a provision, like a child coming back, you go to God and you take by the hidden man of the heart, by the hand of faith, you believe in your heart. You take what God says is rightly yours, and then you begin to fight the good fight of faith until it happens. And be sure, know this, things a lot of times gets worse before it gets better. That's when you don't go by what you see. You don't go by what you feel. Believing before seeing the manifestation is the starting point of receiving. It's how we received our salvation, and it's how we receive everything else God desires for us. When, when you heard the word of God, Jesus didn't come off these steps and manifest physically in his glorified physical body. No, that glorified physical body is at the right hand of the Father. But the Holy Spirit is very much involved drawing you. Father's drawing you by the Holy Spirit to Jesus. I don't like praise and worship that draw attention to singers and entertainment. If we're doing things right, this message ought to be provoking you to come on up higher, to come on closer to Jesus, not, not trying to, you know, speak with words of man's wisdom. There's practical things I say, but but God. Believing before seeing the manifestation is a starting point. It's how we received our salvation. How did you receive Jesus? He didn't personally come to you in that glorified body and say, hey, listen, I died for you. I was innocent. I went to the portals of hell. God raised me by the glory of God. Now I'm alive. Do you receive me? You have to receive me to get to heaven. No, but when you preach the Word, when you preach the Word of God, it takes the place of the unseen Christ, and that Word will give you faith for whatever the Word of God is going forth. You can't have people saved if you don't talk about it. Faith comes by. You can't have people healed if you don't talk about it. Faith for healing comes by hearing about healing. You can't have faith for uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit if you don't Talk about it. My wife is doing an awesome series on Wednesday nights. Please, please come and be with us on Wednesday nights. It's, it's just a well-rounded series of teachings. We're talking about 
what, what the authority of the believer is. We're talking about uh, uh, coming closer to God in a series on discipleship. Our staff teaches that. My wife's talking about the Holy Spirit. And then what else do we teach on? Oh, my wife does prayer the first, first week of the first Wednesday of each month. She teaches and we pray. It's, it will help round out things. You might say, but all my kids' events are on Wednesday. That really stinks, doesn't it? I tell you, it really, really does stink. I, I can't, I can't, you know, what am I going to say? I, I just, uh, if there's a window of time on off-season, be consistent, you know? And uh, just there's so many more things that we need to be picking up because God has placed the table before you, and sometimes what we're needing, we're not feeding, I'm not shaming you to come to church by all means. My wife and I had to deal with kids, and she was a, she was a taxi cab, man. Everywhere she's going to this, and we went to tennis, and then we went to taekwondo, then we went to gymnastics, then we went to soccer, then we went to soccer, then we went to soccer, 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 soccer. Sometimes she had to leave a service to go be with the kids, but I was here. And so sometimes maybe you could just sort of switch out those responsibilities if you can. Tell the person next to you, I think pastor's not going to be on your case anymore. No, I'm just kidding. That's impossible. (laughs) The word, the word, the word. Okay. When you receive your healing, it doesn't always happen instantly. Now what do you do? How to keep what faith takes, we fight the good fight of faith. 1 Timothy 6.12, fight the good fight of, no, fight the devil. No, you don't. He's defeated. Now, he's a rebel that will try to dispossess you and deceive you. That's why we tear off blinders from this church and all of our folks that we're responsible for so we can see clear and straight. He's after the word. The sower sows the word, then the... Foul of the air tries to come pluck it out. How many have ever sown your grass with beautiful seed? It rained. You got all kinds of, you might treat it with chemicals or whatever. And then all of a sudden you see birds come. Well, if the bird takes that seed, there ain't going to be no grass. I'm just going to leave it right there. How do we handle your birds and your grass, Pastor Cohen? You follow your leading. And, of course, I have a four-pound Maltese that scares Morky that, that, no, she runs from the birds. <laughs> okay. But Abraham Lincoln said, you, he, he used to tell a story about two dogs in a fight, and he said that one of his neighbors had a little dog that would whip all the big dogs in the area. Now, when someone asked him how in the world this little dog whipped the bigger dogs, this is what he said. He said, your big dog's not really ready to fight until the fight is halfway over, but my little dog stays mad. <laughs> now, we need to get that little dog saved <laughs> and, 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 and walking. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Um, but... As a believer, we need to have an attitude about ourselves that when the enemy tries to come against us, we don't run. 
The word says if you submit to God, resist the devil, he'll do the running. I do the believing. I do the authority of the believer. I, I, I do what God has instructed me to do. Mark Hankins says, are you ready to fight? Come on, are you ready to rumble? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I just dazed you again. All right, so are you ready to fight? Come on, please. Yes. Yeah, don't give up. If you were tempted to give up, nope. God's strengthening you. God's re re restoring you. God is booing you up with strength and good believers. Get in a small group. Get in a service group and get in with people who know how to believe God with you. Well, that'll preach itself. Mark Hankins says, are you ready to fight? You stay ready by staying in faith. Satan, don't let Satan pull you out of the arena of faith by luring you into the arena of feelings, sight, circumstances, fear, thoughts. Stay in the field of faith, the arena of faith. And as long as you're in faith, you defeat the enemy every time. And really what you do is you're enforcing the defeat Jesus already bought for us. We've been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness. We, we, we've been given authority in the name of Jesus, that name above every name. Knee. Every name, that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. If you don't know any scripture, all you need to know is the name. If you're coming up with a, just a huge challenge and all you could say is Jesus, that's quite all right. There's been times that I believe God for healing and it came, came quickly. But I have to say in my life, God has more expected me to walk by faith regardless if it showed up right now, I believe I have received it anyway. And then he goes and watches over his word to perform it as long as I, you know, stay in that arena of faith. When things have taken more time, then I had to just, we say, buck up and stand. Having done all to stand, stand and not be moved. Oh boy, it's so good to have good believing friends with us that understand this, and if one could put a thousand to flight, two could put 10,000 to flight. And I like when the apostles got, you know, bad trouble, they went back to their own company and they started praying. Do you understand that every single day you are covered with prayer? We have specified prayer teams. And by the way, my wife and I always cover you. Hey, why don't you cover us? Amen. I believe you pray for us as well. How do I keep what, what faith is taken? Well, we fight the good fight of faith. And let me give you a couple more scriptures. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 13, in the Passion says, we all experience times of testing, which is normal. Say that it's normal. What I'm going through is normal. Come on, say it. What I'm going through is normal. Because I want you to say that because isn't it funny how the enemy tries to say, this is a thing that no one's ever experienced before. No, no, no one's ever gone through what I've gone through. No, you're normal. And by the way, God's word completes it, says, and he'll not suffer you to be tempted beyond what you're able. 
but with that temptation, he'll make the way of escape. So in the meantime, you keep following God, and, and you're following him on that way of escape by pleading the blood, by taking authority over the enemy, by speaking the word of God, by praising God, by hanging around good people, by renewing our mind on the word of God. Are you aware that you have an enemy? I, I have too many scriptures to come over this morning. You do. We have an enemy. And that enemy, we have to realize, he's a, a defeated foe. Then Jesus gave, like I said, the authority uh, to deal with our rebellious, defeated foe. Please, don't compare the devil who was created with our God who is the creator. You've got the creator on the inside of you, and greater is he. It's not even close. Greater is he. As a matter of fact, we have scripture that says, God, by the finger of God, cast out devils. It's like, you just, you know, just flick that thing. But guess what? Remember, he comes like a roaring lion. That's why you stay in the faith, keep under a good word, good friends. I'm going to say it till Jesus comes back, good associations, and serve. There comes a point in time that God's going to say, hey, you have a purpose for your life, get involved. Then the enemy will try to deceive you in letting you go or trying to let, get you to let go of the promise of God. Well, that, listen, Revelation 3.3 says, so remember what you received and heard when you prayed, you believe you received, and hold on to it by fighting the good fight of faith. And one of the most significant ways that you're going to have to deal with the enemy is in your thought life. How many had one bad thought so far uh, since you woke up this morning? <laughs> but we're in church. Well, the devil's bound, but he's, he tries to bring the, just stupid thoughts. Listen, any thought, say it with me, any thought that's contrary to the word of God is a lie. The truth liberates, lies bind. Dad Hagen said, thinking faith thoughts and speaking faith words will lead the heart out of the defeat and into victory. Believe in your heart. Say it with your mouth. That is the principle of faith. Smith Wigglesworth says the devil knows if he can capture your thought life, he's won a mighty victory over you. It's a daily thing, folks. That's normal. Mark Hankins said, if the enemy can keep us from thinking, keep us thinking about past failures, he has us at a disadvantage because the blood of Jesus has already washed away our past sin, past, present, and future. Forget the past, press forward. This is not one, there is not one thing in the blood of Jesus that does not cleanse whatever you've done. If sin can damage it, the blood of Jesus can fix it. Deal with your thought life. Get the word in your heart. Speak it out of your mouth concerning whatever mountain you're facing or whatever thought that's trying to mess with you. Smith Wigglesworth said it like this. There are four principles. You might want to write them down. Four principles we need to maintain as we're standing in the good fight of faith. First of all, read the word. Second of all, consume the word. Third of all, 
believe the word. Fourth of all, act on the word. Word, 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 word. You want me to repeat that? That's just like me. I got to have those notes. If there's one blanket, messes with me. Smith Wigglesworth said there are four principles we must maintain. First, read the word. Second, consume the word until it consumes you. Third, believe that word. Fourth, act on the word. And as I bring this to a conclusion, I'm going to give you several different things, and and I, I think I've covered most of it, but let me make sure. Don't forget, if you're needing healing, don't be studying on a series of how God can make you successful. You focus on healing. You listen to healing. I mean, there's a couple, especially one podcast, I, I say it again, I don't know how many times we listened to that little 13 minutes that ministered to me. I keep hearing it, keeping me in a position that I believe I have received when I prayed, because I'm hearing that word. Dad Higgins says, if you hear, if what you hear, listen to me, if what you hear preached doesn't cause faith to come to you and build faith in your spirit, then it's either it isn't the word of God or else you're not hearing it. There are tight things that we need to talk about because the word covers every aspect of, of our life. But even in that, there's a redemption side. You can minister the truth in love, but then when that word comes, sometimes it can come like a washing. Sometimes it can come like a hammer. Sometimes it can come, you see all the different descriptives for the word of God. It's just chipping things away sometimes. Talking about faith, faith is Believe in your heart, speak with your mouth. Listen, your faith won't move your mountain until it moves your mouth. Faith moves God. Faith moves mountains. Faith won't move anything until it first moves you. And the first part that your faith will move is your mouth. What your words saying, life and death and the power of the tongue. James 3 says, Our tongue is a rudder. You might find yourself in a way or an area or a direction. You just don't like it. Well, turn the rudder and get God's word in your heart and get God's thoughts in your heart and speak the word only. How do I balance that word when I go to the doctors? Well, I know I'm standing on that word, but I do tell them what's going on so they can help naturally as I believe God spiritually. Keep your spirit strong. When things get good, don't turn aside from God. Our challenges that we go through in life can become a whole lot easier if we're ready, just like that little dog. Just be ready. Because a strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain and trouble, Proverbs 18, 14. But a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? If you have a close friend, if you're married, whether you're single, you've got good friends, 
Have them come into an agreement of what you're standing for. Give them those scriptures. When my, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I, I I right away said, God, what scriptures am I to stand on? And and I had three particular scriptures that I still go over, and I'll still go over, and I released them to our prayer people and uh, for all those who wanted it. I had people come into agreement with me. That's what family does. We're with each other in good times and challenging times. That's why when you don't have community, it's just a dangerous place to be isolated. You know, praise God for his word. Align your actions with the word. Keep your eye on your love walk. The number one Biggest enemy against us standing in faith, Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty five, is when you stand praying, forgive. He said, but you don't know, Pastor Coyne. Listen, we deal with thousands of people. We deal with ministers and their congregations. We deal with a lot. We are in the people business, and that's not always pretty. And you don't know what I'm going through. I do. I really do. And guess what? It's normal. Come on, how many get in how I fight the good fight of faith? It's not all just waiting there and saying, God, why aren't you doing anything? Well, you know, he's sovereign for sure. We don't have to wait on a miracle or just, we, we need to get in faith right now and believe God for it, stand for it, and thank God for it, and fight the good fight of faith for it. Let me give you this one final quote. We're going to receive communion then. Count it a good day. F.F. Bosworth said, I've seen faith rise mountain high when the truth of God's present love and compassion begins to dawn upon the minds and hearts of the people. It is not what God can do, but, God, but what he, we know he yearns to do that inspires faith. God's a healer. Man, he so wants this truth out. How Jesus went about doing what? Good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Also, his ministry was based on he preached, he taught, and he healed. Thank you, Father. Something I'm supposed to go back to real quick. Hold on. Well, never mind. (laughs) Let's all pray. Father, thank you for the words that we've heard today. And Father, we, we just listened to our heart and we've been leaning, had a leaning ear to attend to your word today. And I ask you to give us grace to apply these words. Holy Spirit, we yield to you. You are the helper. You're not the one who does it all for us. You help us stand in faith. You help us fight the good fight of faith. Good friends help us. Getting in the Word consistently helps us. Praying. Praying in the Holy Spirit. 
and simply serving, helping someone else instead of always being the one, what's it going to do for me? What am I going to get out of it? Folks, Jesus is a servant. He never thinks that way. Oh, Father, thank you. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. If you're here today, and all, just eyes closed for a moment, and um, I want a response if this fits you. Now, if you're here today, and, and God forbid that something would happen to you, and you don't know if you would go to heaven or not, well, let me give you the gospel that will give you the faith to receive it, and God will draw you by the Holy Spirit. The Word of God clearly tells us that God loved the world so much, He gave His Son to die for us. Whosoever shall believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. There's not one, there's not a few ways to heaven. There's only one way to heaven, and his name is Jesus. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man gets to the Father except through Jesus. If you've tried to get to heaven through your works or through any other source, I want to tell you right now, that's deception, that's a lie. The truth is, Jesus is Lord, and he's alive. Because he was innocent, he died for our sin. He spent three days in the portals of hell, spoiling principalities and powers and displaying openly their defeat. Jesus was raised from the dead on the third day. Now Jesus is alive. I would not go to church if I had a dead God or an idol. No, I'm going to my God because I know God my Father from the Word. I know God the Son through the Word of God. I know God the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. But if you've never received Jesus, let me tell you what's happening. The Holy Spirit, the Father, John 6 says that no one can come to Jesus except the Father draw them, give them a desire to come. So I'm trying to tell you today, don't overlook that desire to come. Make sure you settle it today. We have scriptures as behold now Right now is the day of salvation. Now is the time. Don't put it off. Right now. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here today, you can say, Pastor Coyne, when you pray a prayer to receive Jesus as, 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 as Savior, would you include me in this prayer? And if that's you, come on and raise your hand with me and look at me and just let me see your hand. Don't think about someone to the right of you. Don't be ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believes. So whether you raise your hand or not, let me ask all of us to pray this prayer together. Say, God, I believe Jesus is your son. I believe he was innocent, never missed it when he walked here on earth. And I believe that he was crucified to die for my death penalty. I believe his spirit went into hell, so thank God I don't have to. And after the third day, I believe God raised Jesus from the dead by the glory of God. Jesus, I believe you're alive. I'm so sorry for my past. Father God, I'm taking heed to your drawing to come to Jesus today. Jesus, I believe you're the Savior of the world. And here I'm going to turn from my past and come in your direction. Jesus, I receive you now into my spirit.
and I confess you as my Lord. Thank you for saving me. Make me a whole new person. I'm now what the Bible says, born again. I'm a child of God with a blessed future. In Jesus' name, amen. If I can get some prayers up here real quick, uh, just a few items before we leave. Well, oh, oh my goodness, I am so sorry. I forgot about communion. I'm sure my wife was trying to get my attention, but I didn't see it. Let's pull away the, the um, first layer. Why don't you stand up with me? Has everyone been served or your communion elements? If you can go ahead and get that wafer of bread. Ready? I think I hear some people peeling it away. I'll give you a minute. Thank you, Father. Let's hold that bread in our hands. I'm going to ask us to break this bread and quote a scripture. Let's break the bread. Jesus, you are wounded for our transgressions. You are bruised for our iniquities. Chastisement of our peace. All the things our mind, will, emotions go through. Chastisement of our peace was upon you and with your stripes. We're healed from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. We believe. If you need healing in your body, believe that you receive it now as we take of it. And if you already are in faith, just thank God you have it. Let's take it. second layer back the juice represents the blood of Jesus the word says in Leviticus that without the shedding of blood there would be no remission of sins in the Old Testament they would they, they would sacrifice you know an innocent lamb or dove or whatever the case might be because something innocent had to die for the sin of that year. And on the Day of Atonement, which happened once a year, they would have a scapegoat that they would take out into the wilderness and put hands on it to transfer the sins of the people on that goat and the innocence of the goat on the people. How many thank God we're not in the Old Testament anymore and we have the Lamb of God, the innocent Lamb of God. He took on our guilt so we could take on His innocence. Thank God Jesus is our scapegoat. (laughs) Thank God for it. So let's just go ahead and remind ourselves that we're forgiven and our sins are remitted in Jesus' name. Just for a moment, just thank him for all he's done. God, thank you for your word. Thank you that by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. Thank you for all the things you've done for me. Forgive me if I've not been thankful enough. God, I praise you and honor you. Give you all the glory. 
In Jesus' name, amen.